Hello, sports fans. Welcome to Bold Sports. This is Steve. And Matt. We will be discussing all Pittsburgh sports from Steelers to Penguins and Pirates with some talk on local colleges, and we may have a rare look at Whitfield. Tune in each week at Sorgatron Media for Bold Sports. Hey, folks. How's it going? Welcome back to another episode of Bold Sports. We're on episode 39 right now. The sun is still up edition. The sun is still up edition, exactly. It's, uh, what is it, uh, a couple is, minutes to 7 yeah. p.m. Yeah, so we had a, I had a pretty rough work week. I had a pretty rough work week as well. I went 10 days straight with about 70 hours in there. Yeah. Uh, just because of the way my schedule works. And then your schedule went a little crazy because of late games and everything yeah, else. I, I did pick up about an extra day's worth of of uh, work this week, which is um, good because you're coming on. You're on like an eight day vacation. I'm on now. vacation now, so yeah. that's why we're able to record on a Thursday. Yeah, Matt's day one of vacation. I've um, already been on the golf course. Matt and I just got back from playing golf. Uh, I was actually scheduled. The way my schedule runs is Thursday through Wednesday, so I was actually scheduled off Tuesday and Wednesday, and then I got my schedule Tuesday evening. I'm like, oh shit, I'm off Thursday too, and Matt's like. Well, I'm off completely Thursday, too, so we're going to play golf, and we'll record after we play. So we had a great day on the golf course, beautiful day in Pittsburgh, 80 degrees, yeah. mild humidity, low mild to low humidity. It was humid, but the wind was pretty the wind much constant, was, yeah. and it was like a nice warm wind, but there were a couple times where it definitely affected play. It definitely affected play. Um, <laughs> I usually try to avoid windy days, because that means usually it's cold and crappy out, but this was like... That rare, like, sunny and windy. I said if it if it hadn't been for all the sun, you might have made the mistake that you were playing in the British Open. Yeah. At, at times, it was that windy. Yeah, it was very windy today. It wasn't cold at all. It was beautiful out. Yeah. Um, you know what? I, and I say this all the time, a bad day in the golf course is better than a good day at work. Just any about, day. yeah. Um, Matt, you, I don't know if you want to release numbers, but... No, we don't have enough time to, to add up all my strokes here. Right here so, um, <laughs> just suffice it to say that it was my first time out. It was Matt's first time out. I, I hit enough good shots you to did make me come back. some very good shots. If I could have hit, like, if I could have just put them all in one hole, you know, mm. I probably would have shot a few birdies. Like, I, I made some some 40-foot putts for, like, double bogeys, and I missed some 40-foot birdie putts. And I... Yeah. Mostly just need to work on my short game, uh, around the green type stuff. I started hitting metal drivers. You did. You came out there. You shocked me. You didn't have any woods. Wood woods. Didn't bring any wood. Hi, folks. I'm the last person to give up his woods. (laughs) Probably. Uh, Yeah, you showed up with a bag of, like, semi-decent clubs. Yeah. (laughs) It makes a bit of a difference. Like, I, I, I went to the range in April. That's my only other golf experience this season, and the only thing that I took away from that experience was that I like this new driver that I got at the thrift store. You know, it's working for you. I'm going to keep hitting it. You know, because I'm sitting out here with a TaylorMade burner. Now, Grant, my TaylorMade burner's a 2012 model, Mm. uh, 2012 model, and I've turned my Wicked Slice into a more of a power fade, Okay. Um, so I'm losing distance. But you with the metal drivers, still the graphite shaft on there. It, it's a Cal. I looked at it. It's a Callaway. It's Callaway. Did it just rub it's, off? No, it's bit. a Callaway knockoff. Oh, it's a Callaway knockoff. Yeah, it's wow. a Callaway knockoff. But Matt's still putting it out there, two twenty-five. 
And for an average golfer like myself or Matt, I play a lot more than you, but for an average golfer, you know, a 225 drive is pretty standard. Yeah. Um, I need to work more on my um, directional position. Yeah, there's that one that one hole where I, I outdrove Steve by about a foot. But he took a rather roundabout way to get to the point where his ball landed. So if he had just hit it straight like I hit mine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah, Matt, Matt, Matt hits that ball. You, it, you either hit it really dead straight or it tails to the right. Mm-hmm. You don't have that dramatic, like, I'm going to go 100 yards straight and do a 90 return to the right. Yeah. Where, where I've... Calmed that down for the most part. I had two of those today. Most of mine did that go out and fade, 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 and drop in. Yeah. Where I lose distance. And I had one really goddamn dead straight ball. The problem was, is I was aiming left. Um, <laughs> so yeah. it went 300 yards dead straight to the left, right over the road out of bounds. Yeah, I mean, what are you going to do? Your most disappointing shot was the one where you missed the water tower by like a foot. Well... <laughs> Yeah, hole 17 at South Park, there's the, the water tower, and sometimes I like to turn around, and it's a, it's probably a 250 poke out there. Mm-hmm. And I I teed one up, and the first one went bang, left. And then and you just curled it around the back of the water tower. Yeah, I just curl, it curled in front. It curled in front, but I mean, you know. Still, you're not supposed to be aiming that way. Mm. You don't want to be too long. I think there is a road back there. Yeah, there is. <laughs> <laughs> there is. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, if, if you're hearing this and you got hit with a golf ball driving through South Park, we played on Wednesday. <laughs> exactly. Um, but no, I mean, it was a beautiful day out. There wasn't a cloud in the sky, and the clouds that were there were very high and wispy. So, yeah, it was, it was nice. Um, I, I, I had a great time. Um, putted with confidence. You did putt with confidence. Confident people don't always get to be right about things. They just, they're confident. Yeah. So... It either hit the hole or it went past it. But that's feet. the thing. It's better than... I'd, I would rather, you know, bounce a little bit over the cup than, you know, chili dip it or, you know, I, baby I mean, it. You don't I want mean, that. I mean, I was putting like I had panties on. I mean, I should... How do we know you don't? Uh, uh, that's true. Um, I gave you respectful distance when you needed to relieve yourself. So. Yes, yes. I, I, uh, I, I did... Uh, um, I, I shorted a lot of putts, but in those greens today, you're like, how are you saying the greens are slow? It was your first time out, so you're yeah. just putting like... I was just blasting the ball. Yeah, I, and I'm trying to putt, and I'm trying to read breaks and whatnot, and a lot of those greens, I'm like reading a break, I'm like, it didn't break at all, or it broke the other way. I think I had two perfect reads today, and that was it. I it, just, I felt like I could hit it, I felt like I could hit the hole. Every Every putt I took, I felt like I could hit the hole. Like, well, I, I never felt like I need to just put this, like, five feet from the hole or two feet from the hole. Like, I felt like I could just go for it. And a couple times I went way over, and I left myself, like, just as much of a putt on the second and third try. Well, because whenever you blast it a little hard, yeah, it takes the break away. Mm. <laughs> Which is what, that's what I was going for. <laughs> I don't need to read the break. I'm just going to smack it. But, uh, yeah, I mean, great day. Matt's on uh, – you know, I have a couple of days off early next week while you're still on vacation. So there's a yeah, chance – we'll get out again. There's a chance we'll get out again. Yeah. Um, before that, uh, before your vacation's over. You don't, you, when do you actually go back to work? Thursday? week from Saturday. A week from – oh, yeah. shit. So you got a whole 
Yeah, mm-hmm. we'll get out again. Yeah, we're going out again. Yeah, we're good. Sure. We'll get out again. Even, even if it's nine holes up at Mount Lebanon, like, hey, I got like two hours to kill. Let's go. We might even be able to sneak in another evening podcast. Ooh, an early evening podcast. It's amazing what you find time to do with yourself when you don't have work. I, what the fuck is this work for? See, work screws up our lives. It really does, <laughs> man. It really does. <laughs> What's this goddamn making money shit? And I mean, the, the golf did cost money, so... Yeah. I guess that's the catch, huh? And you know what? And and, and for those of you that do play golf and, and you go to South Park or North Park, typically by now, you know, mid-June, those courses are chewed up. Yeah. Uh, South Park today is where we played, and we played. It, the course was beautiful, um, a little soft, but then again, it rained a shit ton last mm-hmm. night. Um, the greens were in great shape. Uh, there wasn't a lot of chewed up fairway. The rough was in where we found ourselves most of the day was in good shape. It wasn't all dried out. Um, you know, we didn't get much of a roll because it was soft. Yeah. But well, when you hit the cart path. Well, I mean, you got a hell of a cart path helper today on number seven. That was a great cart path helper for you. Um, And and I'm glad you don't pay like, you know, $30 a dozen for your balls because you'd be pissed off about that. (laughs) I played balls that I found in my secondhand bag today. I would have had to lose a half dozen balls before I'd even got into any balls that anyone related to me paid for. (laughs) <laughs> and I'm saying related to me because the, the last box of balls I got was a birthday present for like probably two years ago. I started And I didn't play at all last year, Steve, so I started the season I started the season with two dozen balls and I have um uh two dozen brand new balls and I have uh, a dozen left. So and I've been and my first time out was what was in June, my first time out was the last second, third week of April. So yeah, I mean, you know, what we're on two months now. I've lost a dozen balls. It's not bad. So it's not bad. I mean, golf is not cheap, but um, you know what? And South Park, for, what was it? 20, 27, 27 bucks for eighteen with a cart. Yeah, I'll I'll pay that all day long. It's like a dollar thirty three a hole. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, you look at it that way. You know, you spent more than that on skee ball. In the past. Trust me. <laughs> yeah. You especially, mister, used to live in Jersey. <laughs> yeah, you know, the, those uh, boardwalk games will get you every time. They're rigged. They are rigged. I had one, like, took away my shots from me. And the oval hoops, too, on the basketball shot. Yeah. It's carnies. <laughs> Kings on earth, though. Gotta love them. So, uh, Matt and I had a good day out playing golf today. It was awesome. We're going to get it back out and play again uh, early next week or mid-next week and uh, after we figure out my schedule, which I already – well, I know my schedule. It's just a matter of uh, who gets money this week, um, Duquesne Light or South Park or the, mm. or, or, or the county. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Duquesne. Bill. Yeah, yeah. Well, Duquesne Light's been paid, actually. It's uh, – couple other guys that want some money but in the meantime yeah everybody's got their hand out you know you know i can i could probably scrap up 27 bucks and change in this house yeah without a problem uh but in the meantime no uh we have the river hounds had a bye week yeah they did have a bye week so that means they didn't lose they didn't win or they didn't tie yeah um which we know the river hounds have had a lot of ties this year sure have um they did get a win 
uh, against the Richmond uh, Kickers. Yeah, that was that was the big comeback from two weeks ago that I didn't watch. But yeah, like that man, that was that was probably the game of the year so far. Right? That was June second. Yeah. yeah. And then they play uh, the New York Red Bulls too uh, this Saturday at seven p.m. Uh, it's showing in New York, but I've seen stuff online that says Pittsburgh. I don't get it. It says Pittsburgh. I, I think it's at home because uh, I was I was kind of torn about. Well, well, we'll get into this later, but there's there's more than a soccer game going on Saturday. There is. Pirates are playing too. Yeah, the Pirates. It's really, really only relevant if you care. Or have tickets, or are expected to buy tickets for the See, time. okay, it says, Pitts, okay, this is weird. On the website, it has Pittsburgh Riverhounds versus the New York Red Bulls 2 at Highmark Stadium. Okay. Usually when it's versus, mm. the, the first team versus is playing the home team. Yeah. I, I don't understand. You see it? See? Yeah, that would be the home team. Right. The team on the left, yeah. The team on top. Oh, okay, so... Yeah. But here it shows that's the home team, the bottom team. See, that's in baseball, man. That's in baseball because the home team bats last. Oh, in soccer it's and reversed. probably also football and hockey, you probably just never even thought of it. I mean, when you're watching a Pens game, like yeah, you're which, probably which right. Side, which side of the score box is the home team on? I mean. I know, like, you know, you're looking at baseball scores all the time these days, and yes, the home team is on the bottom in baseball, because they bat. All right, so this game is at home. It's at, it's at Highmark Stadium, uh, Riverhounds, uh, New York Red Bulls, they're playing. I don't know what to expect for this game. Um, New York Red Bulls are, let me pull up standings real quick. They are right below us in the standings. Uh I know about them that they've had a lot of injuries on the big team, the Red Bulls. So I, I know they've been taxiing a lot of their like reserve squad players into the starting lineup. Um, I don't know if that's going to make guys tired or make guys like more confident that they can, you know, if if they've got the ability to dress in the MLS, then like, you know, what are they going to do to Pittsburgh? But I still I still think that the Riverhounds. You know, they've got a good team. They just need to find the net more. You know, fig and figure out a way to get a couple goals without sacrificing the defense that they've, you know, they've demonstrated that they can, you know, keep a clean sheet, you know, keep the ball out of their net. Um, and there's there's still a lot of season left. I mean, this is going to October. True. Um, I mean, yeah, it's going to October. We're currently, right now, the Red Bulls, too, are 13 matches played, uh, 25 goals, 4, 17 against. They have 20 points. Uh, the Riverhounds have 12 matches played. They have 14 goals, 4-7 against, which is what's keeping them in this. Mm. And they have 21 points. Yeah. So they're one point above the Red Bulls, too. They just don't have the goals for it. I mean, yeah. the goals for the Riverhounds are, are few and far between um, right now. They, they've had a lot of tie matches. Um, they've had a lot of, uh, you know, one-goal win matches. Yeah. And they've had one loss. One, one, well, one loss, loss in, 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 in the league. In the league, and then they had the loss mm. in the U.S. Cup. The, U yeah. USL, the U.S. Open Cup. U.S. Open Cup. Yeah. So, I mean, the, the goals are... I mean, the goals are a means to an end. Like, they need wins. Yes. You know, like, they're not... You know, when they start winning games, then we can lament 
the the goal differential because it might you know mean the difference between like a better playoff spot. Yeah, but if they don't if they don't start stringing some wins together, they're going to be outside looking in. Right. Regardless of how how many goals for they get, so you know it's a uh, it's a little soccer snack on a Saturday night in Pittsburgh. Um, a lot of attention being paid to you know the World Cup right now, but do support your Riverhounds. There's yes. no reason you can't watch three World Cup, four World Cup, however many World Cup games there are on Saturday, and still make it down to Highmark. See, and I also believe that um, Piper's is opening at like seven a.m. or something. Some stupid. of those games, some of those games are at like six even. I think. Six eight. I, Piper's yeah. is open early as shit, mm-hmm. so you can go to Piper's, yeah. watch your World Cup games. And then, and a lot of the games are on Fox. So if you don't have cable, yeah. And then walk down. That's uh, a long walk from Piper's to Highmark Stadium. Yeah, let's 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 but. let's let's piece this together. So we're gonna start at Piper's at six a.m. <laughs> and we don't have to leave the South Side until like five to get to Highmark. So right. gonna, so what? We're gonna drink for eleven hours at Piper's and then walk downtown. Thus, you create the Pittsburgh soccer hooligans. <laughs> I mean, like. <laughs> You might try to fight like a light post and lose. Or go into the bathroom and have one of those little octopus hooks on the wall. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> that's happened too. Yeah. So I, I don't advise like... I don't advise drinking for 11 hours, then going to a game um, that has more alcohol available. Um, or you might need the alcohol available to maintain. Yeah, so might. Yeah. It, it depends. Everyone's different. Yeah. Uh, but no, I mean, like you said, a lot of these games are on regular TV for the World Cup. You watched yours, the first game today. Yeah, the game today on Fox. Yeah, speaking of World Cup, we'll just go right into World Segway. Cup. Segwaying, yes. Uh, Matt, how was your World Cup? Because we were talking uh, on, on the phone and, and uh, via text, and they're like, yeah, we're definitely down for golf. Uh, I'm watching the world, the first World Cup game. I'm like, what time is that? You're like, 11. I'm like, all right, what time are you going to play golf? Like, I'll see you at 2. I'm like, perfect. Yeah, so, and it worked out great. But, um, you know, the, 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 the home, the host nation, always automatically qualifies for the World Cup. And since it's in Russia this year, that means Russia's in. Right. And the host nation always plays the first match. Um, it's usually a big deal. They don't have, like, a full-blown opening ceremonies like the Olympics but they do have, like, you know, some speeches and, and, like, Robbie Williams, I think, performed in the pregame. And, you know, so there was, like, a big thing on uh, on Fox. But, was like, Putin there? Exactly. Yes. This was what, so this was unnerving because, like, I was, I was thinking of jokes that I could make all week about how, like, well, you know, you know, everyone's favorite dictatorship, North Korea, is not in the World Cup, but you can wake right up and watch the first match between Russia and Saudi Arabia, if, if you're so inclined. But I, I forgot about the, the whole, like, heads of state giving speeches angle, so when I turned on Fox on my TV in my office this afternoon, and it was like a live Vladimir Putin speech, like, I kind of for a minute had, like, a sort of Red Dawn feeling, like, creep over <laughs> me. There was, were we taken over by Russia? Did I, I wake realize, up in I didn't realize we just gave the again? airwaves to Putin. Yeah, did I wake but I'm not surprised that we gave him Fox. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Who is this Fox? I like this Fox. Yeah. You're, you're like, is Ronald Reagan next? <laughs> yeah, no, it was just Putin as, as the, the head of Russia and then the head of FIFA spoke, who looks like a Bond villain in his own right. Well, FIFA and then he was is the seated most in the luxury suite. 
with uh, the king of Saudi Arabia on one side and Putin on the other, and it was really just not the best look that you want for, you know, people who are very um, cynical about FIFA and about all the corruption that goes into it and, like, all the legal kickbacks and illegal kickbacks that are part of putting these things on. Um, I don't think the photo that they really want to show to the Americans who are kind of on the fence about soccer because the U.S. isn't in it. Right. Like, I don't think people want to wake up to see, like, you know, the king of Saudi Arabia and the whatever of Russia, like, palling it up with some, you know, sportocrat Bond villain. But it'll get better. It'll get better, you know? Um, fun well, part for me about the World Cup is the anthems. Everyone, oh, everyone, all the both countries, you hear the anthems, the, the people sing, um, the players stand, they, they link arms, they sing, um... In some cases, they probably get sent home if they don't sing. Do they? <laughs> they I mean, the Saudi. I'm just saying. To like, those, Siberia, you go. Those Saudi players were like, and at this time of year, I'd rather be sent to to Siberia than back to Saudi Arabia. Right. Yeah. But like seriously, like the the enthusiasm on the faces of the Saudi players, it really makes you wonder if they were like instructed to sing or not. You know. Um, but yeah, like not every not every country that's in the World Cup is a dictatorship. So you know, tomorrow we've we've got more games. There's like three games tomorrow. Uh, Egypt is a big. That's like the eight o'clock game. Their 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 player Mohamed Salah was injured in the Champions League final. So there's a lot of speculation about whether or not if he's he'll play, play or not. Um, he should be good to go by the end of the group stage. So who does uh, Messi play for? Argentina. Argentina. So Argentina. I've heard big talks about. Argentina, um, Iceland, Portugal. Um, Portugal has Ronaldo. Yeah, um, Ronaldo, of course, in Portugal. Iceland, the reason I heard big talks about them is because they're the smallest or, or is it least populated country to make it. Um, and it's the first time they're making the World Cup. Yeah. And um, they, they went on a great run in, in the Euro tournament, which is, you know, two years after the World Cup. They do a similar tournament that's just countries in Europe. Nice. And Iceland, it was the first time they had ever qualified for Euro. And they went on a big run. They, you know, they do the Viking where they all clap their hands over their heads and go like, hoo, hoo. And, um, you know, a lot, a lot of casual fans got really involved in, in Iceland. Me personally, like, it was very hard to not get caught up in Northern Ireland just because that's well, kind of that's kind of my heritage a little bit, yeah. And also Wales, um, because they are similarly a small country who went on a run. See so that I'm, last I'm, Euro tournament brought us like Iceland, Wales, and Northern Ireland. And of those three kind of Cinderella teams, like Iceland was the only one that went on to qualify for the World Cup. All right, well, see here's here's my background: Irish and German mainly, mm. um, French and Welsh. Okay, so so you're. You're pretty well set up with with France and Germany this year. Okay. You you can just just I would just sit back and say did, you're Alsatian. Did the Welsh make it? <laughs> no, the Welsh didn't make no. it. No. All right. So I, I and I heard we were talking earlier on the golf course. Is that Germany's pretty much the talk of the Germany's a juggernaut. The, the like, talk of the town. And even when they were West and East Germany, like West Germany was still dominant, and then they, you know, they they added in, you know, they unified Germany, and Germany's just always really good. You know, they, they beat Brazil 7-1 to one in front of their home fans in the last World Cup and then went on to beat Argentina in the final. So, you know, defending champions. Um, I'm a quarter German. 
you know, my mom's maiden name is German as hell, man. Yeah, I'm, but I, I just, I'm, I just don't like. It's like walking into like. It's like if you were, if you came to the United States as an exchange student, and we're like, I need to pick a baseball team so I can like be like involved in the culture. And you, you pick, pick the, the city you live in. No, but I mean to pick Germany. You know, it's like front running, man. Like, well, yeah, I get, I, I do have the heritage. Like, I don't think I'm eligible for the passport. Yeah, I'm because it hasn't been that recently that my people came over from Germany. <laughs> but like, yeah, like I pick a different team to root for, and like I said at the golf course today, like I'm looking around my neighborhood. You know, like Italy's not in it, Ireland's not in it, Lebanon, Greece, yeah, Nepal. None of these countries <laughs> yeah, make yeah, the World yeah. Cup. So if I want to like get down and party with my neighbors, I got to root Mexico. Yeah, and, and if you ever and if you ever hung out in Brookline. Uh, it's pretty much old school Lebanese, Italian, Greek mm-hmm. um, neighborhood. Predominantly, of course, it's made its changes over. Yeah, the, the, me- the Mexicans years. and like the Central Americans are new. Yeah, newer since since like I mean it's been like ten years, but yeah, like I've since I've lived there, like I've gotten to know them pretty well. By the and way, Los Palos is amazing. Tacos. I love the tacos, and <laughs> you know, like that first couple weeks when I was setting up the house and didn't really have my whole kitchen unpacked. Las Palmas was like, a stop yeah, daily. Yeah, like, you know, fruit punch and tacos. Well, we were at, well, Amanda and I were at uh, Sorgatron Media Studios mm. on Tuesday for um, the 400th episode of Awesome Cast to yeah. Sorgatron Media's, who puts out our, our podcast. Yes. So we were there for their 400th episode, and we're right, and they're right across the street from Las Palmas in Beachview. Yeah, the, the Empire. Um, if, you're not, if you're not up to speed, they have four. Yes, they do. Lost Palmas's. There's there's Brookline, which was the original. Yes. Beachview, which is like they took over the old food land, so they've got like more of like a full service grocery store. They do. And then there's the one in Oakland, and there's one in Washington, PA. Yes. Which, if they don't call it Wash Palmas, well, let me just coin that for you right now. <laughs> I've never been down there, but someday, uh, I might, someday I might have to make a road trip and maybe hit up that. Uh, there's a new barbecue place down there that I just read there's about. There's a couple new barbecue places down there. And there's there's one in Finleyville though that got written up in the PG this past week, but you know what? I'm done with the PG. Uh, well, it's neither here nor there. When it comes to barbecue, you talk to our friend Doug Durda at Yin's Love Barbecue, and yeah. he will hook you up with okay. um, whatever barbecue you want to know. And this is also a Sorgatron property, or no? Uh, yeah, yeah. It's it, well, it's it's going to be. It's, I just I know we sent him a. The drunken video at the last the last time I went to the studio. <laughs> um, yes, never actually never actually got to meet the guy, but we're we're both members of the Dormont is cool web community. So. Yes, he he lives uh, on a street behind the R bar. Mm. Don't we all at some point in our lives, <laughs> or a street down, yeah, or behind or down, or we sleep there yeah. for a night or two, once or twice maybe. Um, but no, so World Cup wise, I know I have a, a family friend. Um, and she came to the U.S. in high school mm-hmm. as a foreign exchange student when they still did that. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was in the seventies. Yeah, they still do that. Not as much. I've I've had um, seriously like my my brother-in-law's family hosts students. Like, okay, I've had, I've had Portuguese like students at my house like celebrating Christmas nice. within the past like ten years. Uh, that's awesome. So we have our family friend Heike. Um, she's born and raised German. Um, her mom and dad still live in Germany. Um, so I know who she's on mm-hmm. rooting for. And I see her posts online on, on, on the Facebook throughout the year about different soccer matches mm-hmm. and so forth. 
and I'm like, oh, yay, go Germany, like, or whatever. Yeah. Um, now, but, I follow England because I, f- I follow the Premier League, so I know Yeah, you do follow the, Premier League. And a lot, a lot of Premier League players are from other countries, so any any Premier League guy on any of these teams, like, I'm, I'm going to follow. But with England, just through following Premier League soccer, like, you, you get kind of pulled into the narrative of England, and it's very frustrating, Steve. It's They're kind of like us in a way. You know, like, England mm-hmm. fans are, like, worse off than Pirate fans. <laughs> and, and I guess if you factor in that they only play the World Cup every four years, and if you include Euros, it's like every two years there's a tournament, but England has not won the World Cup since 66. Wow. Which is like 13 years before the Pirates' most recent World Series. Yeah. And the slightest little thing goes in, but the, the difference is that like people don't expect anything out of the Pirates, but everyone's putting everything they so, got So basically, England. they're like, okay, the Steelers have won Super Bowls recently. Yeah. Within the last 10 years. Right. So, but every year, Pittsburgh, we put everything on the Steelers. If they don't win the Super Bowl, we're like, ah! Right. But in England, they're like that every year, but they haven't won the World Cup since 1966. Right. And also... And it's even worse of a, ah! And the, the other the other ah thing is that with the Steelers, you at least reasonably can say at the start of the season that they are likely to at least make the Final Four. I True. Mean, if, if we hadn't slept on the Jags last year, yeah, we certainly would have made the Final Four. Can't guarantee anything beyond that. But for England, like they're not even... They're, they're not in the top four in any World Cup because you've always got Germany and Brazil and then like Spain, Netherlands, Argentina. Like You pick them. Like, England's like a sexy pick if you like to bet because you'll get some money... It's it's not like going four to five on justifying the Belmont, you know. Oh, but you're not yeah. but you're not going to be like you blowing your whole you know everything on Saudi, who lost five nil to the Russians today. Right, they did. I was watching that score. I had a meeting this afternoon. I'm going through, and my meeting got delayed a little bit, um, so I was chilling out in the Omni, which is where my meeting was. I'm like, well, meeting got delayed. No worries. I'll just chill here. And um, so I was going through the scores today, and I was playing on Twitter and. I was like, wow, Russia's up 2-0 already? Okay. Mm-hmm. You know, and then I was looking at the U.S. Open, which we're actually going to go ahead and take a break right now because we kind of went off on the World Cup a little bit. That's so, okay. Now we're done with soccer. We're done with soccer, and we're going to come back. and um, Oh, and we're getting the World Cup here in eight years. Yeah, I heard that rumor. That's big. Yeah, that is big. Eight years. So. That's good. good move on FIFA. Um, part of their corruption problem is Is it, uh, is it, is it North America? It's North America. So it's Canada, U.S., and Mexico. Right, but it'll be like one, one city in Canada, one city in Mexico, and like the rest of the venues will be in America. I think Canada can hold more than Maybe two. Like, certainly... I mean, Mexico City, obviously, is going to be the city where it goes down in yeah. Mexico. Yeah, I think that's the well, only that state, city. Was it Aztec Stadium? Yeah, Azteca, that's like, yeah. That's like 190,000 people. Yeah, that's that's their national stadium, and that's that's the best stadium. Like, FIFA needs, like, an 80,000-seater for these for the bigger matches. Right. Um, we have so many stadiums in this country. Yeah, and I mean, when, like, when we talked about, like, like, the Big House, yeah. Soldier Field, mm-hmm. um... Lincoln... Uh, MetLife, uh, Foxborough. What's uh, Rose Bowl? Rose Bowl, yeah. You know, I mean, we're well. The uh, U.S. CenturyLink. The U.S. held the World Cup in what ninety eight, ninety four. 
94. Why, I thought it was later than that because I was in Florida in the late 90s and I lived down there and I still saw signs for World Cup venue and it was like Citrus Bowl Stadium. Yeah. Um, I don't know. We'll have to Google that and see when the U.S. held the World Cup. I, it was 94. I'm, it might have been 96. No. there was 96, no World, I know, it was the Olympics. 96 was no World Cup year. 98 was a World Cup. 94. It was 98. 98 was... I was in Florida in 98. It was France, though. Uh, I'm, I'm telling you, man. I know. You're the soccer guru. Not because I, I, 94 just, was when I was still in like elementary school. I'm, I'm I had never even heard of the World Cup yet. You know, I'm just remember when I saw signs when I was living in Florida. Well, they didn't take the signs down. Probably because it's Florida. Because there's probably like a swamp, like, and they didn't <laughs> want to get eaten by a gator. And it's just like, hey, boss, should I take down that World Cup sign? And he's like, well, I can't spare the manpower, so like, you know, if you get eaten, who's gonna mow the the median down on I four? I four is horrible. <laughs> um, all right, folks, we're gonna go ahead and take a break right now, and we're gonna um, come back and talk about some U.S. Open. Uh, some NHL, NBA, since those seasons are now over. In the meantime, you get to listen to a little bit of our friends at Sorgatron Media Studios in Beachview, which is an awesome place. And if you're looking to have a podcast or hold a podcast, we're going to check them out. We'll be right back in just a few moments. Let's talk tech. Tech news discussions from the people in the industry right here in Pittsburgh. Online, gadgets, startups, and more. Check it out at awesomecast.net. All right, folks, and Matt and I are back. And, of course, you know we already went out and played some golf today and whatnot, but what else started today in golf was the U.S. Open. Um, so this morning I woke up. Uh, I had my appointment downtown, so I, I turned on TV and, and coverage started the U.S. Open. Shinnecock Hills, Long Island, New York, um, early this morning on Fox Sports 1. And I started watching. I've been watching for like two days on the Golf Network of like, you know, today at the U.S. Open. And get to see some practice rounds and the interviews and everything else. Um, it's a big deal. It's a big deal. If you're into golf, it's a big deal. Um, I mean, I, I'm i not a huge golf fan. But I sure as hell went to Oakmont. Um, oh, when shit. I had When I had the opportunity. I went to Oakmont for the U.S. Open when I had the opportunity to go as well. Not the last time it was here, but the time before. I that. went the last time it was here, and I went the time before that. And it was it was awesome. Like, I, I really, I made I made a day of it. I got there at, like, 7 a.m. I left at, like, 8 p.m. Yeah. And I, you know, I walked for, like, most of the morning, and then I found a seat where I could just wait for Tiger to come through because, like... I mean, how many chances do you get to see Tiger Woods like, I've seen, in action? I've seen Tiger Woods in action live three times. Yeah. One time was uh, when they used to hold a PGA tournament at Mystic Rock, Nemecol Woodlands. Mm-hmm. And I was still in high school. A buddy of mine, I went down. Like, we drove down to Uniontown uh, the night before and, like, slept in the car. <laughs> wow. <laughs> because we didn't want to, like, leave at, like, 5 a.m. Yeah. We drove down the night before and got there and parked in the parking lot and slept in the car. Like, whatever. Sure, man. Fuck it. Yeah. Yo, put down that back seat in the Ford Escort, baby. Mm. <laughs> but that's, like, that's not a major, though, man. Like, 
We're lucky that we have Oakmont here. No, but I got to see Tiger Woods play. Yeah. And John Daly and Mickelson and, you know, all those guys. But the U.S. Open know today, right now, your lead is at minus one. Dustin Johnson, Ian Poulter, Russell Henley, Scott Piercy, Jason Duffner is at even. So you have four guys at minus one. Everybody else is in the plus numbers. Justin Rose, who's number one in the world right now, um, plus number. Uh Tiger Woods is plus eight. Mickelson's plus seven. Um, Spieth plus ten. Uh, uh, who was the other one that was uh, Jason Day's plus ten? So this is the when it comes to the majors, they try to make these courses so tough, right? That they just you know, if you and I would you know play these courses, we'd be eaten alive right now, right? And like, Shinnecock, the last time they had the Open was, um, a lot of players were unhappy. It was, like, 2004. Yeah. That was the year that, like, a lot of players were complaining that the scores were too high, the course was unfair. Um, I mean, the way I feel about that, it's like, get over it, you know? You're, you're a professional, you're a professional golfer. golfer. Now, as a fan, <laughs> would I rather watch, like, somebody just, like, tap, tap, tap their way through a course and, and finish, like, minus 15? Or would I rather see them, like, face some actual adversity? I like the actual adversity side You have of all these skills. You're a professional golfer. Like, why should I sit and watch you, like, do easy shit? Tiger Woods you know, like, opened up you know today's it, round at uh, plus three. He triple bogeyed number one today. Yeah. He opened up plus three. Um, and he could have had a meltdown. And he could have bogeyed every hole from there on out. You know, I mean, Dustin Johnson, who is minus one, he won the U.S. Open here at Oakmont. Um, you know, so they still have day two uh, tomorrow to go through. Coverage is live on Fox Sports 1, starting at like 8 a.m., um, which is 9 a.m. Awesome. because the soccer game is yeah. at 7. Yeah, 9 a.m. So, yeah, like, get up at 7. You know, check check out the Egypt versus Europe. Check out game. soccer. Who who will score more goals, Mohamed Salah or Luis Suarez? Um, I pick Suarez in my uh, in my bracket. Okay, on my, on my pick them. Every game has a couple props that you get to pick. That's right. But anyway, You're after that's that. over, I will I will stay on that channel. For yeah, a golf. and watch and watch the U.S. Open. Um, so you have. Phil Mickelson playing with Rory McIlroy and Jordan Spieth. Who I, Rory McIlroy, I heard was plus eight today. He plus eight as well. Um, and then you have Tiger Woods is playing with Dustin Johnson and um, Justin Rose. Sounds about right. Yeah, I think. I'll have to pull that back up. Um, so you have another pairing the first two days with the quote-unquote super group of they're not a super group they're big names mm. um you know but they're all struggling except dustin johnson he's the last one all right um but this is the u.s open i mean shinnecock hills it's a traditional link style course this is the first course in the united states that had an actual club mm. to it the club itself was built in like 1829. Wow. Um, the the you know the clubhouse and everything. Uh, it, it's you know 
It's got link style quarters with the fescue, light fescue, heavy fescue. Um, basically, what fescue is, it's just overgrown grass. <laughs> no, I'm seriously, like, I'm going to get some for my yard. Like, you don't have to mow it. You're right. It grows to a certain point and then it's done. Yeah. And so, like, there's a couple so when spots. So, so when your neighbors say, hey, Matt, you ever go cut your grass? Like, that's not grass. It's not fescue. Grass, it's fescue. But you would know that. <laughs> You're a golf fan, I assume. Seriously, like, I never, like, really... I knew about fescue as in golf course design, but I never considered it for my, for my own home. Until recently, someone was saying, like, hey, I got a backyard that's almost as steep as yours. And you know what I did? I planted a fescue or two. And now I don't have to mow anymore. There you go. So I don't have to mow. I got fescue. That's part of like even if you don't like golf, like you should just watch the U.S. Open just just to check out the landscape. It's really oh, beautiful. it's it's beautiful. And and some of those holes, like number seven's a par three, and the the green itself is thirty five yards by sixty two yards, but in that thirty five by sixty two yard area, there's about a twelve square area that's flat. <laughs> literally a dance floor <laughs> so you know you're hitting your ball on this and if it if it doesn't rest on that flat area it's off the back off the front off the left off the right and these and, the, and it goes down and, and, and into a pot bunker or into just you know mild fescue mm. uh it i was watching this and, and amanda's sitting here she goes yeah, it's golf. I'm like, no, look how tough that hole is. She mm. goes, yeah, it's a green. You hit the ball up onto it and you putt. I'm like, no, but you, you gotta stop the ball on the green. Yeah, I mean, you, know, you can simplify it. Like, it, it looks easy. If you're, like, if you're playing a video game, it's easy. But <laughs> oh yeah, if I was playing Tiger Woods on Xbox, shit, I'm like backspin it six feet right right to the cup. Yeah, if I, yeah, I hit like three buttons on a control pad and. You know, I'm hitting like minus 17. I'm good to go. Yeah. And uh, but no, I mean even today, you and I played South Park. How how hard? Well, the greens were soft, but mm. you know, it, it it wasn't easy. I I still can't backspin a ball. Well, part of part of it, like you said, <laughs> you and you made this comment about South Park. Like a lot of the hills are uphill. Like like a lot of the greens are uphill. Green yeah, are uphill. So God only knows what my ball did. I just know that I ended up on the green, right? You know, but you don't you don't find out until you get up there. Yeah, and that's and that's what I always that's the for me like that's the biggest difference between when I'm playing golf and when I'm watching golf is that you can see everything. Like it's easier to find like the ball on TV. Oh yeah, you know, and they they've got the whole gallery to like help them. Yeah, I mean the one I, I would have had to tell people to like on the right side to please like step back. And keep your eyes peeled and help me find my ball. <laughs> yeah. You know, like the one hole we played today, and, you know, we're at the middle of the hill. You look up and you only see the flag itself waving. Mm. I hit a ball up and it goes straight up in the air and it comes down. And you're like, you can hear it. You're like, th you're like that thud. Yeah. That thud. You're like, all right, it's on the green. You're like, you're on the green. Sounds pretty good. And but then, you have no idea if you like hit it past the stick. I don't know about past the stick. Or and if then, you ran it up there. Well, I walk up to the green, and my ball's sitting on the green, and about six inches ahead of my ball is this big old indentation ball mark, which is great. I love having a big old indentation ball mark on the green for myself. It's like, that's just like, my ball hit and stuck and spun back, 
Now, if I would have hit that six inches on the other side of the flag, it would have spun back into the cup. But hey, mm. um, but not, so the U.S. Open itself. I mean, it, it's it's the it, it's a major. It's one of the four majors: the Masters, the U.S. Open, the Players Championship, and then um, the Open in um, in no, the PGA. Well, yeah, the players. Yeah, the Players Championship. No, the PGA is the PGA. No. Yeah, it's now it's called the Players Championship. No, it's not the same. It's PGA Championship. PGA Championship. Sorry, you win a different trophy. Yeah, and then um, you know, and then the Open, which is in Europe. Yeah, uh, it's in Scotland or England or Ireland. One of those three. Um, Do they play it in Ireland or only Northern Ireland? I think it's only Northern Ireland. Yeah, because there's an Irish Open. Yeah, that's in. I mean, this isn't a political show, but that's bullshit. Yeah, I mean, hey, when it comes to whiskey, I'm partial to the Catholic side. Okay, you know, I've, <laughs> I've, I have, I have yelled at my whiskey glass until I'm red in the face, and it never answers my question it's about never... whether or not it's actually the body of Christ or not. Right. So I don't really believe there's such a thing as Protestant whiskey. Mm. And if you're gonna use that, if that's your excuse, like, fine. Like, my, my story is, like, I had a bad night on Bushmills, and I don't need to relive it. Uh, my family history uh, powers Irish whiskey. Mm-hmm. Um, my grandmother was a powers, and okay. my aunt tracked it back that it was, like, my fifth great-grandfather that started the distillery. Oh, yeah? So, I'm partial to powers Irish whiskey. Of course, I drink Jameson. I'll drink Tullamore You're allowed. I'll drink whiskey, but I'm I'm partial to the Catholic side of the whiskey. Well, okay. Here and there. there. Um, it, yeah, it's not a big deal. Yeah, it's not a big deal. But no, seriously, the U.S. Open this this course is phenomenal. Um, it's super hard, and if you think you can do any better, please go play it <laughs> and oh, let no. me know how you do. Because I'll tell you right now, I shot a ninety today on South Park. Um, and it was the second time I played South Park this year. Uh, and, and I was telling you earlier, like, look, I, I think I got too comfortable playing Mount Lebanon yeah. and Frosty Valley. A little Grump. shorter. Kinda. A little shorter. You know, we're, we're, like I said, I mean, I can go ahead and play Mount Lebanon with a, a, a driver, a seven, a wedge, and a putter and call it a day. Mm. Um, and still shoot five over, probably. But then I know that they all... I do that. I'll need every other club in my bag, but uh, get out and play different courses, and and you'll figure out where you're at. Um, probably not Shinnecock. Probably probably yeah. jumping from South Park. To yeah, Shinnecock you're not jumping from South Park. It's probably not the way to go. Yeah, I, I think the most premier course I've played, other than Oakmont, I played Oakmont and I shot a 92 in Oakmont. I was quite happy. Mm. I did not get into Church Pew Bunkers. And I was pissed, so I threw a ball in there and hit it out just because. Um, <laughs> it's the only course in the world where you like want to get in a bunker. <laughs> right? By um, the way, like most of the bunkers I saw today still had water in them. Yes, they did. Um, we, we were not playing out of the bunker. Yeah. We are like, nah, it's a free play. Just it wasn't a off. bunker. It was like a tidal pool. Yeah. Um, I, I've played Bethpage Black. Um, I've played... Um, uh, my uh, sawgrass. Mm. Oh and, yeah, yeah, and I've played Pinehurst number two. Nice. Um, those are the I've played four premier courses that the PGA plays on year yearly. I, I've played four premier courses. Um, 
in my lifetime, and I'm not that old, and I hope I get to play more. But that shit's expensive. It is expensive, <laughs> and you, you get out more often than I do. <laughs> it would be a waste of time for me to go out on a course like that. I'm happy with Lebo, South Park. Hickory Heights. I, no, I've never played Hickory. You never played? We gotta go play Hickory. I need to raise my game. We gotta go play Hickory. Next week, we'll go play we're Hickory. We're not playing Hickory next week. I need I need to get at least one more round under my belt before All I... Alright, we'll go play one. Scenic Valley. Or Lindenwood. I don't know Lindenwood. I played Lindenwood this year. Where's that it, at? It's doable. Oh, that's the one out by uh, Cannesburg Lake. Just down the road and on the left, yeah. Yeah, okay. So I've seen... The, I know where it is, but I've never played it. Um, it's a cool course. It's a cool course. I like Village Green. It's kind of a hike. It's out past like. Do you know what we really need to Ridgeville, go play? Ridgeville, South Fayette. Do you know what we really need to go play? Since we're U.S. Open Week, mm. you need to go play uh, Bird's Foot. Where's that? Get on twenty eight. Keep going. <laughs> um, until you get to Boston. I mean, like, how far are we talking? Uh, it's literally one hour from Mount Lebanon. Um, Okay. It's it's and it's a link style course. Okay. It's wide open, has fescue. Good. Good. It good. has fescue. We could go play in fescue, or out of it. I guess. Yeah, we'd be playing out of fescue. You but, speak for yourself. Oh shit! <laughs> yeah. That's right. Matt hits. The I ball hit it straight. Matt bro. hits the ball down the middle. What are we talking about? But no, honestly, U.S. Open this week. Check it out. Dustin Johnson right now is minus one. A lot of big names. A lot of big numbers. Uh, understood. Um, but. Moving on, uh, this past week and our last podcast was before what we thought might not have been the last game. We thought there would have been a game after that, but unfortunately, the uh, Capitals did win in Vegas. Uh, they beat the Golden Knights to win the Stanley Cup. Um, NHL season is over. I'm a little sad uh, because now I don't have hockey to watch. It's... It's not really hockey weather, though. It's not, you but know? I mean, I mean, it, it, I can't, I can't get excited. Like you could, you could not get me interested in hockey right now. If it's not like high stakes playoff hockey at this point, like I'm just my brain is not ready for more hockey. Right well, now. I, I'm no. glad it's over. I'm glad it's over and whatnot. I wish, I, 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 I wish, wish it would have won an extra couple games and Vegas would have won. No, I wish we would have won. I wish Pens. I wish won. the Pens were still in it. And yeah, and the Pens would have won. That would have been great. Because you know what came up on my Facebook memories this morning? We were at the parade last year. Yeah. This day. Last year. It came up on my Facebook memories. I'm in the bathroom. Yeah, I take my phone to the bathroom like everybody else does. Yeah. Don't be shocked. And I'm going through it. says, Facebook memories. Oh, look. I was at the Pens parade last year. Yeah. You know? Uh... Yeah, I miss I wish the Pens would won, but honestly, with the Caps and the Golden Knights, I'm upset the Golden Knights didn't win. I'm upset the Caps did win. I'm not mad. I'm not mad. Ovi I'm not deserves surprised. a cup. I'm not surprised. Ovi deserves a cup. Backstrom deserves a cup. Um, you know, Holtby deserves a cup. The only guy on that team that doesn't deserve a cup is Wilson. Yeah, I'm not happy <laughs> about Wilson. But I mean, Nis- um, Niskanen, former Penn, he got his cup. Mm, um, Orpic. Orpic got his cup. Uh, was Orpic on the O nine team? I think so. I think Orpic was on the O nine. Because he had that shift where he like plastered like eight yeah. Teams, remember? Yeah, I think he was on the O nine team. I don't think Niskanen was. I think Orpic yeah. was. Um, I mean, so he deserves it. Wilson, go fuck yourself. Uh, but what was really awesome was last Saturday. Or yeah, 
we're on, yeah, we're on fucking Thursday, shit. So this past Saturday, I was at work uh, for my 10 a.m. bar shift, open up, get ready to go. And well, I'm actually busy on Saturday afternoon, so I don't complain too bad. Um, but the Nationals game was on. The Nationals were playing the Giants. I swear they showed more coverage of Ovechkin and the rest of the team in the press box or, or in their private box at National Stadium with the cup, drinking beers, doing headstands, like keg stands, mm. drinking out of the cup. Uh, then they did the Nationals-Giants ball game. Like, McCutcheon came up the bat, and the announcer was like, uh, Andrew McCutcheon just come up the bat. Uh, oh, check this out. Uh, Alex Ovechkin's over there uh, getting, doing a, uh, uh, a handstand, drinking out of the cup over there, and they showed that. I'm like, well, what about McCutcheon betting? Uh, McCutcheon's betting 265, and da 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 Has any and baseball like, player been uh, in more, like, proximity to the cup well, that's, uh, years uh, uh, than Andrew well, McCutcheon? Well, well, that's what they also said. They said, well, Andrew McCutcheon's kind of used... Seems they to follow him they, around. They said, Andrew McCutcheon's kind of used to seeing the Stanley Cup. There was three uh, in Pittsburgh during his tenure in Pittsburgh. Yeah. Um, Which is, of course, not true, but... Yeah. Oh, nine. Yeah, McCutcheon's been here yeah. for three oh, Stanley man. Cups. Yeah. 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 Yeah, there's three Stanley Cups for McCutcheon. Well, McCutcheon played in Pittsburgh 09-16-17. Okay, so yeah, so man, so we did we got we got a good little run out of McCutcheon. That's uh Yeah, but seriously, like yeah, they're like, and and even the announcer was like, yeah, Andrew McCutcheon's probably held the cup more times than anybody else in MLB. Probably. Probably. <laughs> yeah. Because like the the best thing about it is the way that all the teams support each other. Oh, yeah. And it was really cool to see, like, Max Scherzer doing, like, the pump-up things for the Capitals games because, like, that's... I mean, that happens with us, like, with, like, Shazier going Shazier to the did games. it. I mean, we've had it with Mike Tomlin's when Tomlin When Tomlin takes his kids and sits on the glass and everybody, like, gets up and, like, you know, gives a standing ovation because, like, you know, you don't have to all wear the same colors in a town for all the sports teams to, like, be like as one and like support each other but like it doesn't hurt man like everyone who wears the black and gold backs each other up and like the the capitals and the nats like i see parallels there and it makes me happy it does and i don't hate ovechkin i really never did i don't hate him i mean like i'd like him a lot better if he played for the penguins the players that i hate are like the cheap shotters you know like i have much more disdain for scott hartnell oh. and you know tj oshi than I do for Alex Ovechkin, you know, right. and that's just that's always gonna it's always gonna be that way, and I'm I'm happy to see him win it, like, I he's I, having I a laugh. ball right now. Have I laugh seen, so hard. Have you seen the his, his? I don't follow him. I don't have Instagram, but I've seen posts on Instagram that that are his, and then I follow the Stanley Cup and I follow the Keeper of the Cup and whatnot mm. on Twitter, and I've seen the different posts going on, uh, and. Unless you woke up under a rock yesterday, the Stanley Cup makes its rounds. It's one mm -hmm. of those trophies that's shared with the fans, that's shared with the people. That I love that about that it. they they take it everywhere, and they took it. They were at a uh, a fountain in Georgetown mm -hmm. where they just put the Stanley Cup in the fountain, and Ovechkin and the rest of the players are there in their fucking BVDs. It was playing in the fountain, though. It was it was fans. Too. It was fans too, and it was yeah. crazy because like. Okay, so, like, there's a guy 
who's hugging like Ovechkin's shirtless and doing Ovechkin's, push-ups in the fountain. Yeah, Ovechkin's in his BBDs. And there's a guy <laughs> in a red shirt who's hugging Ovechkin. And I'm like, oh, well, that must be like Backstrom or like Orpik or somebody. No. No, it's just some kid in an Ovechkin shirt. Yeah. And that's awesome. And like, you know, people, there's all this pearl clutching that goes on and people are like, oh, like they're, they're drinking irresponsibly. Like, shut up, man. Like, what's your job? Like, Ovechkin has been with the Capitals for as long as I've been in my current job. And... 2004? Yeah. I started doing hockey games the year after the lockout. Yeah. So, like, I have I have been, like, in the same job for just as long as Sidney Crosby and Alexander Ovechkin have been in their same jobs. And, like, for me, like, I'm not... A, like, my, my job is not a quest, you know? So I basically satisfy my work requirements every fucking day I show up for work. I finish my job, you know? And but you Ovechkin's get, only really done it once. And you get rewarded every two weeks. Yeah, and I don't get paid nearly as much as Ovi or Crosby. No. But, like, I'm just saying, like, I was hired to do a job. Crosby was hired to do a job. Ovechkin was hired to do a job. Their jobs are a little bit trickier because it involves winning the Stanley Cup. And Crosby's done it three times. Ovechkin's done it now once. And I could not imagine being in my same job and not ever once... Getting a paycheck. No, I mean, get paid, but not ever once, like, doing what you were hired to do. And still getting a paycheck, and then to finally like do what you were actually hired to do. I mean, everything in that guy's house that he bought with all of his Washington Capital money, like he finally like deserves it now because he won the cup. And it and it wouldn't be as cool for me as like a neutral observer if he had done it with the Rangers or you know anyone else, the Islanders or anyone any team. Else. That's won a Stanley Cup before. Even so, even the Flyers. I mean, I'd, I'd hate him from day one if he was a Flyer. Hey, we hate anybody that's a Flyer. I you told know, I told Max Talbot at a bar. You know, don't fucking call, text, write, email. Don't show up in the bar, dude. I'm not going to serve you. He's like, well, this is that bad. I'm like, you're going to Flyers. Go fuck yourself. Whatever. You know, man. I, I but, disagree with that. You know, uh, it, that's the Pens Flyers hatred. There, Max is cool, dude. Yeah. Um, you know, but anyway. I just I just think that it's hilarious that there are Pens fans who are like, "Oh, Ovechkin is making such an ass of himself." He's not making an ass of himself. He's drinking all this beer. Shit! And these Did are the you... same people that were retweeting Justin Schultz Justin walking Schultz down the boulevard, yeah, and and and, uh, and making memes Mata passed out on his balcony and making memes of them like I mean, Justin Schultz walking across the moon drinking a beer. And that's I, mean, I think that they that you know might what? be Ovechkin... part of hockey culture is drinking. Ovechkin, people who like I have, for you. I have a lot of friends who play beer league hockey. Okay, I don't mm. really know anybody who plays in the NHL. Like I've never really even like talked to an NHL player, but I talked to lots of beer league guys, and they can hold it down. Yeah, and then they can go and play like at ten thirty at night on a Thursday, and then go drink beers and still make it to work and do their shit. So like I'm not gonna hold it against Ovechkin if he wants to go on like an intercontinental Bud Light bender. Oh shit, dude! I mean, and if he's not in Putin's box at the next Russia soccer game, then like, what's he doing with the Stanley Cup? Yeah, he should bring it. He should totally bring it. Yeah. I know. I know that like he's taken some heat for being like boys with Putin, like more so than other Russian superstars like in the NHL. That like Ovechkin is kind of like hey, I don't really care about the the human rights so much and the 
you know, the kleptocracy and the oligarchs. Like, I just, I'm proud to be Russian and you know what? Use it. Because the worst thing Putin can do is steal your ring and not give it back. Right, Bob Kraft? <laughs> so on that note, how about the NBA Finals? Those finished off kind of solemnly. I mean, two weeks ago we were like, well, J.R. Smith fucked it all up and now it's just like a... You know, yeah, it's like a scrimmage. It's like a, it's like a Chuck Crummy Central basketball camp. You know, like everybody dribbles, everybody shoots. Like we all know how it's going to end. Your mom's going to come pick you up, and you're not going to be playing for Central. <laughs> or at least that was my experience. <laughs> well, but I mean, Game One was fascinating and exciting, and had one of the best endings of any NBA game I've ever seen, and became an instant meme. Game uh, Two was a blowout. Game three was also very fascinating, back and forth, close game, but not enough. And then game, game four was a blowout. And I really, I was like, just after game three, I was like, you know, Cleveland's not winning this series, but let's at least give the people of Cleveland one more win with with their native son, right. LeBron James. Because we all know that did not even come Le- close. Le- to LeBron is not going to be in Cleveland. We next don't year. know that. We don't know that for a fact. <sighs> And I listen, man. Like I, I was listening to a podcast yesterday on a, on a hang up and listen, and they had Dave McMenamin who covers the Cavs and covers LeBron, and he made a very interesting point. Like LeBron's in laws, who watch his kids for him when he's on the road, which is like half the time during the season. Like they live in Northeast Ohio. Mm-hmm. You know, not that LeBron can't afford nannies. If he moves to Philly or Boston or whatever, but like, wouldn't you rather have your your grandkids like you know with actual blood relatives? But you can, and he'll still get paid. But you could pay for the blood. And they relatives. can always do a better. What you're going to going to just buy family? No, you just be like, hey, oh, move to Philly. Uh, move, I'll buy move, you. I'll, move uh, grandma to I'll Melbourne. Bu- I'll, I'll buy you a house. Yeah, you know. I don't know, man. There's there's something to the whole thing, like. I mean, he came back to Ohio. He did. He didn't have to go back. He could have just been like, that bridge is burned. But he chose to rebuild the bridge by coming back and winning them a title. And, like, what's not to say, like, that they can't just find the right pieces? Like, they just had the wrong role players with him this year. Well, I mean, they started the season with D-Wade, Derrick Rose. Wrong wrong person um, to have. um, You got injuries and age. um, Corver. Uh, shit. He went to L.A. Irving? No, no Irving went to Boston. Boston. Um, no, they, they start. They got it from. They got it from the Celtics. Isaiah Thomas. Isaiah Thomas. I don't. Is that Isaiah Thomas Jr.? No, that's different. Isaiah Thomas. No relation. That's, that's why I keep thinking about that. I mean, so he went to the Pistons, right? No, yeah. different Isaiah Thomas. Yeah. Um. So and then at the trade deadline, they blew up Cleveland, and it was basically. Um, you know, LeBron, Kevin Love, and J.R. Smith. Yeah. Uh, and J.R. Smith's towards the end of his career. Yeah. Uh, here's the thing. If LeBron doesn't stay in Cleveland, he's got four landing spots. His four landing spots are Boston, Philly, and the East, Houston, or L.A. in the West. And if he goes to L.A. Lakers, you mean? Yeah. Okay. He, he would be more there for building his brand, not 
for winning a championship. He doesn't need to build his brand. He's LeBron James. Right. But he would be more there for building his brand than he would be Get for... Get it, Stella. Than he would, yeah. <laughs> my cat right now is trying to chase a fly now. Get him. It's awesome. <laughs> Stella's going nuts. I wish my cats cared that much. Right? Your cat's like, oh, there's a fly. Um, but um, if he goes to Boston, now there's been reports that Kyrie Irving... Left Cleveland to get out of LeBron's shadow. There's been reports that LeBron and Isaiah, or, or LeBron and Kyrie were boys, and Cleveland traded them anyway. Um, here nor there. Well, that, no, that that is not here nor there. That's very important. Like LeBron was fine not being the leading scorer on the Cavs, right? When they had Kyrie, like he was okay with that. Um, as he ages, like he's gonna have to become increasingly more okay with being a facilitator and a teammate, and still he's so good at defense. Um, I think he'd be fine with Kyrie Irving. I don't know why Kyrie Irving would like not want LeBron on his side. Like The older LeBron gets, the more it's going to look like it was Kyrie's job to win a championship, Correct. if they do win a championship together. like At some point, LeBron's going to be like 40, and it's going to be like, well, like, he, you know, he had a double-double, but Kyrie ran the show. Like, I mean, it's, you know, it's only a matter of time. Um, the arguments I've heard against him going to Philly, that they've got all this young talent that's going to have to, like, be a spectator to LeBron now. Like, again, like, give the guy a chance to build his legacy. Like, let him learn how to become... I mean, Philly's More got of a Ben facilitator. Simmons. They got Ben Simmons. They got the Greek Freak. They got... No, no, no. Greek Freak's in Milwaukee. Philly's got Simmons, they got Joel Embiid, they got TJ McConnell, who Brookline loves to claim, even though he was six when he moved out of there, but you know, yeah, right. I'm, I'm sure he I'm sure he could make a free throw at that point, <laughs> you know, a six-year-old, come on, give me a break, but seriously, man, like, you know, like, someone just the other night was like, who's that kid from Brookline that's in the NBA, and I was like, well, no one really. But I think you're probably talking about T.J. McCall. Yeah, yeah. T.J. McCall. I mean, he's not a Charval, but yeah. okay. Yeah. He, he grew up in Brookline until he was six. Yeah, his that's fine. That's, what yeah. else? Um, it's old enough to smoke a cigarette. <laughs> but no, so you got um, the Golden State Warriors won three out of four against the Cavs and LeBron. Um, you know, good for them. I saw on the podium, though, which was kind of funny, uh, I was at work and the game was over and we were watching the uh, ceremonies, uh, they announced KD mm. as MVP Finals, Finals yeah. MVP, and Steph was like, uh, kind of rolled his eyes like, really? Because uh, Steph's won league MVP, he's won... You know, this, that, other thing. He's got three championships, but he hasn't got finals MVP because KD's won two, and then um, Iguodala won the first one. So Steph's like... Iguodala deserved it, though. Oh, yeah. oh no. Igu I mean, no. No taking away from yeah. Iguodala. Which is awesome first because that was like won. a total like, defense yeah. wins championship. Uh, and, and then, so Iguodala won the first one. Then the next year, the Cavs won. Uh, and then... I'm assuming LeBron got MVP. LeBron got um, MVP, but I, I think Della Vadova got some votes that year right? because he was kind of like awesome. And, and, and then you had um, the next two years, this year and the year previous, 
KD won the, the MVP final, which, I mean, last year he deserved it. This year, one game gave him that. Yeah. Where he dropped 43, triple-double, and carried the team. Uh, I, I can see Steph being like, uh, really? You know? But, I mean, he could win it next year. That's just more motivation. Yeah, exactly. They're not going away. They're not going away. That's why I... Unless I mean, they break that team up for some reason, and there's no salary cap... Well, no, there is a salary cap in basketball. Yeah. But, unless they break that team up, they're not going away. No, and and they've got the... Um, the NBA's got, like, the max contract yeah, rule. Yeah, they do have the max so, contract. So, like, um, I think that might affect um, Draymond Green. Uh, sure. Um, I, I, I like, he's see. got an option. He's not taking the, the option this year. Draymond Green could end up. So I'm not. I'm not somewhere. sure if that makes him a free agent or if it just makes him eligible for a max contract. I don't know how it works exactly, but yeah, if I'm he not, does, if I'm I, not I think he's with I, the NBA contract. I, so. I think I saw that he is not picking up his option, and that might mean that he could go somewhere else for like a whole shit ton of money. True. But if no one else is willing to pay him a max contract, then like. You know, I, I think he'd be happy to stay in Golden State and and go win another title, um, which is why I think LeBron needs to stay in the East. LeBron needs to stay in the NBA, East. LeBron and the needs NBA to stay has East. vetoed trades before. Oh yeah, they have. Um, and well, LeBron like, with free agency, on... like I wonder if they like. I mean, I know they're not allowed to, but I just wonder if they might like put some influence behind that. And like, like LeBron to Houston would not. Be good for the NBA's no. ratings for the finals. No, they'd like, be like you need no. LeBron in the East, yeah, because only LeBron and like the right like just murderers and, and, and there was a, players and there was a, that the, and, and there team. and there was that smidget of talk that LeBron went to the Warriors. I'm not even speaking on that. I'm not speaking on that. I tried to watch basketball. Like I watched more NBA this past year. Than I've ever watched. I think I've watched more NBA this last year than I ever watched. That. I only watched. Well, that's good because we started a podcast this year. Yeah, so. yeah, and I, I, yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's good. You're doing uh, your homework. Uh, and I only, and I only really paid attention to the playoffs. Yeah, uh, but I mean, so, like, I will not watch the NBA next year if LeBron goes to Golden State. Right. No, I mean, you might be. as well. You might as well just like make the Eastern Conference like an All Star team of like the twelve best guys in the East. So and the globe just have them play like the Washington Generals so, for like so, the yeah, first yeah. three rounds. So of we're going to have the Globetrotters play the Warriors. and No, the Warriors play the Eastern All-Stars in the finals. Okay. Unless the Western All-Stars win the All-Star game. Yeah. And then the Western minus like the five Warriors players. that were, But still, they'll still be good enough. That's ridiculous. I'm not Bill Simmons with my like NBA trades yeah. machine. I just know that LeBron well, needs to stay in the East, or the league is going to be way more imbalanced. See, than here's what I need to happen: is I need football camps to open, and so forth. That way, I can have Stephen A. Smith and Max, and then Skip Bayless and those boys get off fucking LeBron and all this, and talk about baseball. Well, free agency, and football, NBA free agency is July first. Oh God! That's then like, you got your, then you got your All Star break, and then camp starts opening around that. Yeah, I mean, because right now, I mean, I watch all the ESPN shows. And it's like all LeBron all the time. We're not going like, to talk about uh, LeBron again until he decides where he's going. Yeah, we'll talk Promise. about. Yeah, uh, bet that. Uh, bet that. All right, we're well, going to take that bet. And we're going to take a bet right now that we're going to take a break, and then you're going to have some great news 
from our friends at Sorgatron Media Studios in Beachview, where you can start your own podcast. Do you like professional wrestling? Want your discussions? No holds barred. Check out WrestlingMayhemShow.com for all the wrestling podcast flavor you can handle. All right, folks, and we're back for our final segment here at Bold Sports. I'm glad you got to uh, listen to some of our friends at Sorgatron Media. And if you want to start a podcast uh, and so forth, um, Michael Sorg is the guy to talk to about that. So in the meantime, after we got done playing golf today, we um, went to Sheets. Went to Sheets. Got some beer, which we're drinking right now. I got a hoagie. Which is awesome. You got a hoagie. I got some beer. Um, and hoagie. So, yeah. Uh, we're good with that. But we came home in time for Ball Pumping Sports uh, sports uh, section on the news. So, Steelers. They Big just time. finished up minicamp. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been reading through different articles and so forth. Um, here's what we're going to say. Le'Veon Bell isn't going to show the fuck up until after training camp's over, and it's the, like, Tuesday before they play the first regular season game that following Sunday. That's what it's going to be. He's... Because they have one month from today to talk to him, to sign him to a long-term deal. It's not going to happen, folks. Get over it. It's pretty much what that's going to be. Yeah, see, I feel like... I feel like a lot of the media has come to that same conclusion, Steve, because I I believe a lot of time was spent this week on bashing another player. That's really good. Uh Uh-huh, yeah. Southern Tier 3 Citrus Peel Out, by the way. Not not a sponsor. (laughs) Not a sponsor, but... Just someone I met on the way home from golf. (laughs) Right? That's uh, a really good brew. It's it's, uh, hoppy, it's citrusy, it's... uh, You might think it's sessionable... Grapefruit. But it's eight and a half percent. So yeah, uh, yeah grapefruit could don't you know, mow too much lawn yeah. before you drink these. Pretty much. And eat a hoagie. Definitely. Um but, but yeah. anyway, like my whole point is that the Le'Veon Bell thing, like that that horse is so far out of the barn that everyone decided to turn on Antonio Brown this week. Because of what Brown had to say. Well, because Which Brown, is delusional. It's delusional. Well, well, Brown, Nobody hates Brown. Everyone loves Brown. Everyone loves Brown. But here's the thing. Fans love him. Media here's love thing. him. He's the, he's the issue here where he's like, I can't do this. I can't do that. You know, the media is down my throat. Motherfucker, you They're, post on Instagram 45 times a day. You post on Twitter and Facebook 45 times a day. You're the... The downfall of your own... You signed a $17.5 million a year contract. You're one of the faces of the team. Deal with it. You are... Yeah, your kids can't... You know, they wake up every day and be like, Oh, daddy's in the news again. Oh, daddy's in the... Is you know, your, your wife wakes up. He's not in the news. He's not in the news. He's not in the unless news. Unless he's talking about unless how... Unless he's talking about... I honestly Whatever. did not. I'm, I'm like that. It's not just sports anymore. Like the no. whole world is just geared around like sitting and staring at your phone and waiting for somebody to like put one foot like slightly over the line. I think then, he did and more then damage. Just want to jump all over. I think them. Antonio Brown did more damage, saying that he felt that he was being watched twenty four seven, and I think he did more damage that way 
being like, you guys, co- you know, contradict everything I say or twist everything I say. This uh, nobody twisted anything. Antonio Brown said, okay, one time they twist, they they twisted it in recent memory of mine. Like, I saw that he was having some like baby mama drama. Okay, that was and a while some, ago. And some people retweeted it. You know, but also... But other than that, I haven't but seen no, or heard anything about, about him. Bell. His comments was like, yeah, it'd be great if Lev showed up, get there with the team, da 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 Was that controversial? That wasn't controversial. I he, agree. He just made a statement. I didn't think it was going to get he what he wanted, statement. but like... You know... And, it's and, nice to know that your best receiver is, is at least like giving lip service to holding your best running back accountable. Correct. But we all know... That none of this really matters until they start like putting on full pads and helmets and hitting each other. Right, which and is in the NFL these days, that doesn't happen until the first game. Well, I mean preseason games, but Bell's not going to play in the preseason. Well, I mean, and even if Brown's in camp, he's not going to play in the preseason. Yeah, I just don't like people. I mean, it, it sucks. The Pirates are better, okay? <laughs> because we don't we don't be talking about you know who the Pirates like should trade Look at from that roof. Oh, that's a beautiful roof. That's a beautiful roof. It's uh, not it's my all, roof, by the way. It's uh, all wavy. Yeah. And whatnot. We're, sorry, we're, we're watching um, These fancy golf clubs highlights with, their, from with the, their intact roofing. Yeah, we're watching highlights of the U.S. Open. They just showed the, the clubhouse at Shinnecock Hills. And I wonder if a family is, of starlings lives inside the roof yeah, of the clubhouse man. at Shinnecock. It would be awesome if they did. I wonder if they're related to mine. Um, <laughs> well... I have a bunch of birds across the street from my house. I don't know if any of them are starlings. I got owls. I got red-headed Yeah, owls just pop up on your porch. And I know, right? I mean, if you saw Amanda uh, and I's post on our own personal page, I don't think we posted on bold at all, but we had an owl show up for dinner one night. Mm-hmm. Um, it was awesome. Uh, but no, so they got uh, a bunch of rookies in camp. Mike Tom was like, look, we got some rookies in camp. We're working them through. They're going to get to be where they need to be. Some of them are going to have to step up. Some of them are going to be able to sit back. Um, Okafor is one that's going to have to step up. Um, the wide receiver we drafted, I can't remember his name right now, he's one that's on the fence of stepping up or being on the fence. Um, the kid out of uh, Penn State. not talking about like they might have to cut him, though. No, 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 not, not cutting him. Yeah. But if you cut a draft pick... You fucked up. Oh no, trust me, dude. When I was in when I was a senior in college, we got Madden for my, my roommate's GameCube and we played uh, franchise mode and I took the Detroit Lions and I cut my first draft pick because I didn't need I I did not need him. And I still get made fun of for that. Still. Like I've won our, our fantasy league that that I'm in, like, is pretty much like the outgrowth of this Madden group that we used to play together when we all lived in the same house and like i've won fantasy league two times and i still get made fun of for cutting my like rookie fullback because i was like who the hell needs a fullback it's like i drafted him and i was like wait a minute i don't want a fullback no one uses the detroit lions do not use a fullback sir (laughs) we are a run and shoot offense but uh yeah steelers i mean they're you know, it, it's spring football, it's summer football. Uh, I don't put any weight into anything until training camp. Exactly. That's whenever I'll I'll really start to like pay attention and be like, all right, who are these guys? I'll go to a preseason game. Yeah. Uh, a because I can get free tickets, mm. uh, and anyone can get free tickets. Pretty much to a preseason game. 
If you just stand um, outside the stadium and like smile, yeah, they'll be um, like, "That guy looks like he wants to go." Yeah, and give uh, me your ticket. And I'll go to a preseason game, and I don't go to look at Roethlisberger or Brown or Bell or none of that. Yeah, I go to a game to look at the second quarter mm-hmm. and the third quarter and the fourth quarter because you know what, Mike Hilton came out mm-hmm. of preseason. The only reason he got on the team was his preseason work, his preseason. Depth. He uh, and he ended up being a great secondary guy for us, and he hits hard. Yeah, and he covered with no problem whatsoever. Any of the, uh, you know, and he got cut by the Ravens and the Patriots. Yeah, you know, I mean, granted, James Harrison got cut by the Patriots and the Steelers three times, but James. I'm not saying Mike Her- Mike Hilton's getting. You know, going to be a next James Harrison, especially in the secondary. But, um, you know, you got to look out for those guys. Yeah. Uh, James Harrison, by the way, uh, as of right now, he has not been picked up by an NFL team. I hope he doesn't get picked up by an NFL team. I love the guy. I've met the guy several times. I've waited on him. Uh, I've taken care of him. He looks like he eats your face in an alley. Um, But he's a super nice dude. Yeah, um, I just, um, <laughs> I kind of like, okay, so when I was unpacking, I found two of my, like, first ever trophies. They were participation trophies. Did you throw them away? No, I kept them. Oh. Because I kind of have this, like, little, like, I'm not sure if this is wise, but I kind of want to just mail them to James Harrison. <laughs> <laughs> Right now, they're sitting on top of my water heater, because if my water heater explodes, like, I don't need those trophies. They're not important. But they're also, like, mementos of that time I played soccer for the first time in my life. Well... And that time I played <laughs> soccer for the second time in my life. Well, I know And my he, dad was my coach. I know where know? he lives, but I don't know his address, but I could drive by his house and get his address. Yeah. And you... Put him in a box. Just put him in a box. I could just... Send him on the, I could just leave him on the doorstep of the south side. He's got a gate. No, he I'm saying I could just leave him at the Steelers' office. Oh, that's true. I'd give him the but doorman. Hey, the, the gate guy. Yeah, they got a gate there too, but they do. You know, but like I just okay. So here's the point I think that we're getting at in a roundabout way. Um, the paid media, like the people whose jobs like involve like cranking out Steelers content, they need us to care about. Le'Veon Bell and Antonio Brown, because there's nothing else going on right now in terms of football. But you and I, as podcasters, like we're free to say whatever the fuck we want. Correct. And I am going to say that it doesn't matter what Le'Veon Bell does. It doesn't matter what Antonio Brown does or says or posts on social media until like dudes start showing up at Latrobe. Like it's not really real, real, real. You know, Pretty much, it might seem real, it yeah. might look real, they might be standing on that practice field interviewing people, but it's not really real yet. Well, we watched Bob Pompiani's uh, podcast, or not podcast, his newscast tonight. It's a, it was a visual yeah. podcast <laughs> on Channel 2. On Channel 2, let's see. Innovative much. as always. And um, <laughs> and they had Mike Tallman on there, and they asked Mike Tallman about Lev Bell. And he's like, um, Lev Bell knows what he needs to do. He needs to get ready. He needs to get prepared. He's be in shape, and I expect him that week one. He'd be in shape. 
Yeah, he'll be in shape. He'll lift weights. He, he can run. And you know what? The Steelers that. haven't changed much of their packages. I mean, you can the personnel's the same. This is a Super Bowl contender. This is a Steve. very good Super Bowl contender. Everybody's coming back except two guys. Two guys on the starting offense is coming back. Or, sorry, one guy starting offense and one guy starting defense. Two guys are not coming back. That's it. Yeah. There's no reason that anybody should be having this debate in June. The on only thing that can stop the Steelers is the Steelers. Is the fact that Blake Bortles is another year older and another year more experienced. And we have to play fucking Jacksonville this year again. Did I tell you about Jalen Ramsey, kid? Oh, what Jalen Ramsey? Last Friday, I rode my bike to the Arts Festival. And I went, like, the back way through, like, Carrick and Mount Oliver. Because I'm a badass like that. And you rode over the mountain instead of through it. Yeah. Because you can't ride through you can't, You're not allowed to ride your bike through Liberty Tubes. Um, but I, anyway, I saw this kid, like, playing catch in his yard up in Mount Oliver. He's wearing a Jalen Ramsey Jacksonville jersey. And then I saw the same kid down at the point later. It had to be the same kid. It had to be the same kid. There's, there's no not, two people There's not two Ramsey kids jersey. in Pittsburgh with a Jalen Ramsey jersey, let alone who wear it on the same night, which just happens to be opening night of the Arts Fest. Not opening night, the last Friday of the Arts Fest. But still, man, like, got to rub it in with Jacksonville like that? Really, dude? Uh, there are nemesis now. They've been our nemesis for a while. Our they're they're like... A- our Patriots are here, Jack- and then it's Jacksonville. Well, well it's every other is- team that beats us, like we've beaten them in equal measure. But when it comes to Jacksonville, like they kind of own us. They do own us, and they have since uh, the Inception League since 1995. Yeah, I mean it's been that way. Our record against Jacksonville is worse than any other team other than the Patriots in the NFL. I don't know if I mentioned this. I might have mentioned this on the pod, but I, I went to fifth and sixth grade with Jacksonville's offensive coordinator, Nathaniel Hackett. Oh, son of Paul Hackett. I think that's the first time you've mentioned that. Yeah, dude, he was a cool dude. And I've I've followed his career. Like he he coasted uh Syracuse. And that's that's how he got into the NFL was cuz Doug Marone went to the Bills and he was the Bills OC and and then he went down to Jacksonville. So like I'm kind of like I'm kind of pulling for the guy. I'm pulling for Jacksonville. I was definitely pulling for him in the AFC Championship game. I was pulling for the AFC Championship um, game too cuz they could beat New England. But I'm just saying, like, you know, if you had told me in sixth grade that, like, that kid whose house I'm sleeping over at is someday going to be, like, controlling <laughs> the emotions of a guy named Blake Bortles. Right. I would have told you you were full of shit. I'd have been like, that's not a real name. That's that's ridiculous. Yeah, but seriously, like, I just, I don't want to hear about the Steelers. I don't want to hear about LeBron. All I want to talk about from now on until, like, training camp opens is, is the Pirates and the World Cup. Is baseball and the World Cup. And we haven't talked about baseball yet. So, so we're uh, going to talk about baseball right now. <laughs> um, so overall... We should have got more beer. In, we have more beer. We, well, we, we have we, more beer. Pirates hurt my feelings, though. I have fireball <laughs> jello shots. Not that bad. I'm not hurt that bad. <laughs> no one hurt me that bad. I, I, I actually have fireball jello shots, ironically, because my neighbor gave them to me. Um, but no, overall, in MLB, in your AL uh, East, uh, Yankees are at uh, 43 and 20. Uh, they're one game up over the top of the Red Sox, which are 47 and 22. 
because of games in hand. Um, both of those are on seven and three streaks. Uh, AL Central Indians, um, they're up by four and a half games. Um, they're on a six and four streak. They're 36 and 31. Behind them is the Tigers at the four and a half games back. Ah, uh, but Miguel Cabrera out for the year. Mm. Yes. What do you do, like ruptured bicep? Ruptured bicep. Melky Cabrera is out for life. Uh, no. <laughs> well. Miguel Cabrera. Yeah. You yeah, said Melky. Sorry. Yeah. He's out too. Melky Cabrera's out too. Miguel Cabrera's out for not life. He'll 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 come he'll back. More year. He'll come back. Um, in the AL Central, though, uh, the Tigers are four and a half back. After that, the Twins are six, and the Sox and Royals are twelve uh, games and fourteen years back. AL West, you have the Mariners leading. Uh, what are, with that. Dude, how about the Mariners, man? How about the Mariners? Like I was like. When I was looking at a West Coast team, like I wanted to pick a West Coast team to watch this year, and preferably American League. So it came down to the Mariners and the A's, and I was like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna follow the Mariners. But you've been doing a lot of Astros games. I've been doing a lot of Astros games, but again, like that's like me, like not wanting to root for Germany, you know? Right. Like they're defending champs. They are defending and, champs. And every, every like two out of five days, they're running out a guy who used to pitch for the Pirates. So it, it kind of hurts my feelings a little uh, bit. Charlie Morton. You know? Garrett so, like, I, at the beginning of the year, I was like, I'm going to make an effort to follow some Mariners games. And it's really paid off. I didn't expect them to be this good. I didn't um, expect them And their be best player good. is suspended for drugs. So he won't well, be in the postseason, well, Robinson I, Cano. I, I remember the Mariners when it was... Griffey and A Rod and Ichiro, you know that's that's how I remember the Mariners. Mm -hmm. um, Jay Buhner, Jay Buhner, yeah, Edgar Jay. Martinez. Oh God, yeah, yeah. Randy Those, Johnson. Uh, Randy, I remember Randy Johnson more with the Diamondbacks than I do with the Mariners. I was at his first National League start when he got traded to Houston when they were in the National League. His first game was with. His first game with Houston was at Three Rivers Stadium. Wow! And I was I was in like the fourth row, and I got to I got to try to heckle him. <laughs> I was screaming "Big Eunuch" as loud as my little uh, uh, as loud as my little lungs could uh, like carry. Twelve years old. Yeah, about that. Um, National League though, uh, in the East, you got the Braves. They're up right now, uh, 39, uh, 39, 28. Uh, they are one game up above the Nationals. Uh, Phillies are right there too as well. They're three and a half games back. Uh, NL Central. Well, this the NL Central flips back and forth. Can I just so walk out much. of the room for this part? Like this, this part. Mm. It's a competitive division this year. It, it's a competitive, but it's it, it's like they drag each other down. It's, it's it's competitive division for who wants to be the worst in baseball. Um, but that's like the that's how you earn a playoff spot. I know. I would rather the Brewers. I would rather be a wild card out of the Central. What? Yeah, but it's not going to happen. No, like the you know there's no wild card. The bar is not going to be high enough. There's no wild card coming out of Central like it was in several years that that we've had, where it was like the Pirates had the wild card and the Cubs won, or the Pirates had the wild card and the Cardinals won. So even when the Pirates were at their best. 
they, were, still, they were still not going to win. The they division. were still not going to win the division. Um, right now, the Brewers are ahead at forty-one and twenty-seven. Uh, Which I don't like the Brewers, but I give them props for like actually trying. Yes, adding to the, what they had last year, and if they win the division, like good for them. Cubs are a game and a half back. Hate the Cubs, hate Madden. The Cardinals are four games back, and our Pirates are eight games back. The Pirates have slipped underneath five hundred. It uh, wasn't a slip, man. Like they no, got, no, it was a downward spiral. They got sucked. You, no, it's no. like it's like saying the Pirates slipped under five hundred is like saying like I slipped over the Ensworth Dam. Okay, <laughs> like you don't know, you do not just slip. You know, I used in to a way fish. you see it coming from way out. Hey, I used and in to another fish. way, he's just I used small. to fish down the Ensworth Dam. Yeah. I've slipped at the Ensworth Dam, but not below the on, dam, but on, but not on it. Yeah, see, I go to Lock Three. It's on the Allegheny. But yeah, same yeah, situation. Yeah, yeah. So that's like, Springdale. Yeah. Up, up. Okay, but up above the dam, there was a rope swing. Oh one year, shit! And we're like, should we do this? And like, how, have... how much time do we have to swim back to shore before so, we get such? So, and here's the deal: is the Pirates have the Reds coming into Pittsburgh this weekend. Um, and the Reds are 16 games out. They're 25 and 43, and the Pirates are 33 and 35, and eight games out right now. Um, Meanwhile, the Dodgers are like following the opposite path of the Pirates, and they've climbed their they way back up. They passed each other. That series, where that they played series, each that other. was a that was a big series. The Diamondbacks are ahead right now in the NL West, uh, who we just played. Thanks to the Pirates for losing two out of three. Um, the Diamondbacks are now two games up. The Dodgers, of course, now are two games back. The Giants are four games back. The Rockies are four and a half. And the Padres are five and a half. Um, so, Matt, do you want to um, talk about your weekend plans here? Yeah, I do. Okay, so through a convoluted series of events... I have come to have a Saturday off, and it is Hawaiian shirt night at the Pirate Game. <laughs> That's the whole reason, isn't it? And they keep showing the, the Hawaiian shirts. Like, every time I'm like, I say to Julia, I'm like, hey, I'm, I'm doing the Pirate Game tonight. Like, watch the game, and then you'll know what time I'm done with work. And they keep advertising the, the Hawaiian shirt night. So, she wants a Hawaiian shirt. Who am I to say no? You know, it's a 4 o'clock game. Again, like, I, I think the Pirates should play more afternoon games on Saturdays. I really do. I do think that as well. So, as a... as a But they can't know, keep people there if they don't blow fireworks off. Or give away Hawaiian shirts. Or give away Hawaiian shirts. So, I will be at Hawaiian shirt night. So, congratulations, Steve. You win the contest of the... Which Bold Sports host will hold out longer and not give any money to the Pirates. Although I, I plan to buy my tickets from a third party. Yeah. On a, but on I'm a, still gonna I'm still gonna probably buy some nachos and some beer. And you know what? The game and, starts and, at four, and that's and, what I and eat. nachos and beer doesn't support the nuttings. Yeah, it does. It doesn't a long. They 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 get their markup. I know a Yingling can does not really cost nine dollars. Correct. Okay. So I know where that where that extra money goes. Right. If I went to Sheets. Then that money would go into the pocket of some old man. And we were just at Sheets, and Yingling 24-ounces are $2 at Sheets, Mm -hmm. and they're 12 at PNC Park. Yeah. So. And they don't even have boom-boom sauce at the Pirate Game. No, they do not. 
So, but in spite of all that, like I'm going and I'm going to be enthusiastic, and they might even be like at 500 at that point. They, they could. Win. It depends on how far this game goes, um, and then Saturday, uh, and you being a Telecaster, um, have seen a lot or heard and listened. I've heard all the takes uh, through Major League Baseball. Got to uh, say that the highlight of the week was when. Uh, Greg Brown asked John Wainer, because they're, they're talking about, like, some pirate who has, like, really good numbers in Chase Field in Phoenix. And they were like, so, John Wainer, like, any, any stadiums you ever played in where you just knew you were going to have a good game at the plate because of, like, you know, the backdrop or whatever? <laughs> Best answer he could have given. He goes, Volunteers Field and Carrick. Ah, that's Which, if you've never been, is like at the bottom of a giant-ass hill and at the top of a giant-ass other hill. Yes. And it's like down in the valley. And how they managed to put two baseball fields in this space, like, someone's good at landscaping. But you know what? I guess that's where Carrick Little League or Pony League used to play. Like, I know that's where the high school plays. Yep. Like, I, always, I always see kids in Carrick jerseys at the uh, Kogos on 51. And, uh, you know, I'm just, I'm, I'm glad the Pirates are here because baseball's great. Baseball, baseball is great. got to people interested in baseball because if you don't have Pirates, then you're not going to have as many people showing up to these little neighborhood so, fields. So how about um, the game in Arizona? Tyone's on the mound. Tyone has a hell of a game. Mm -hmm. uh, but the first inning, Awesome Meadows. Just short of a Jose Cansego. Oh, really? Um, goes into his glove, into the basket, and then out and over the wall for a home run. Uh, Jose Canseco, obviously, it bounced off his head and went over yeah. the wall. But Meadows, in left, goes into the basket and then rolls right out over the wall. Two-run home run. Tyone's down two runs in the first. That game came back. That was the game. That was game three against Arizona um, that the Pirates won. So, Tyone himself is doing well. The starting pitching is not bad. Again, we come back to the bullpen. bullpen. Uh, again, we come back to um, lack of offense. Um, Sean Rodriguez has been under fire right now. Um, for his lack of production and also errors. At this point, it's not Sean Rodriguez who's under fire. It's Clint Hurdle it's playing him. Correct. Um, and then also, as a manager, you want to play a guy through a slump to get him play through your slump, get it out, get it out, get it out. Um, it, it That showed years prior with Andrew McCutcheon, who was in that April-May slump. And then June, McCutcheon breaks out of his slump and starts hitting. Um, so, but there's a different leeway with a guy like McCutcheon than there is with a guy like Sean Rodriguez. Sure. And yeah. I really like Sean Rodriguez. We all like I Sean really Rodriguez. like Sean Rodriguez. Pittsburgh loves a folk hero. Yeah. Um, you know, what he did 
hit that walk off home run after coming back to the team. Yeah. You know, after the car accident that almost ended his career. Almost ended his life. Almost ended his and his family's <laughs> life. Yeah. I mean Yeah. Love love a good story like that. But you've gotta be accountable to the fans <laughs> and to your employers. And if if it's like Clint Hurdle who's making that decision, then like you know, like What's going on? But I, I hear, you know, there's a lot of speculation that Clint runs out there the guys that Huntington tells him to. There's okay? that, too. And that's, that would maybe just, maybe that's just cooked up because that's the only way to justify playing Polanco as much as they've been playing him. Right, and that comes I mean, Rodriguez to... is not a big problem in the same No, way. no. Polanco, Polanco is, is a... on a contract that he is not even coming close to satisfying. Correct. The way the way he's hitting. I and his see. fielding is not I mean like the worst Rodriguez errors are not nearly as conical to watch as a typical Polanco. Where I've know? seen balls bounce off the back. And I don't hate Polanco, but blood. my god, like Austin Meadows like what? You you're saying like cuz he almost caught the ball and then it popped over the fence. No, it went into his glove. It went into his glove into the basket and then just he didn't squeeze it tight enough, and it went over top of the wall. Um, but it got in his glove. Yeah, and that's one of those ones where you're like, yeah, I should have had that, whatever. And it ended up being a home, a two-run home run, but whatever. But that doesn't mean he's a liability. Pol- 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 no, it means he made a rookie Shit error. Happens. He's a rookie. Yeah. He made a rookie error. He made How a many plate appearances did Conseco get that year that a ball bounced off his head? A lot. Well, Meadows needs to get that many. Well, Meadows' batting average is way better than Polanco's. I mean, Dickerson's, like, on his way out. Well, here's the thing. Dickerson's going to get traded. Well, that's the big controversy was Dickerson should have been in left instead of Meadows. Yeah. So here's what needs to happen is Dickerson in in left, Marte in center, or Meadows in center, and Marte in right, or Meadows in right, and put Polanco on the bench for a minute. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Like, it's Um, Polanco on the bench. However yeah. you want to play it. However you want to play it. Um, I mean, he's Marte's not got a, a great arm. Marte's got, he's gr- got a great arm. Polanco's got a hell of an arm, too. You put, a, you put your best arm in right. Yeah. But you also put your best all-around fielder in center. Definitely. And right now, Marte's both. Correct. So it doesn't matter if they play him in right or center. I'm not going to complain. But when you're running out there a guy who's like hitting under 200, I mean, you got to ask yourself some questions. Like, what are they trying to hold on to? You know, like, the, the McCutcheon... Like, I see Polanco as being part of the McCutcheon window. Yeah. McCutcheon window is closed. Yep. Now, he's welcome to stick around and, like, open a new window, but he's not going to do it batting the way he is. No. So, if he's not going to... If he's not going to deliver, you you got to bench him. Or you got to send him down to Indy. Like, McCutcheon, when he was with the Pirates, like, Hurdle benched him for, like, three days. I don't get why, like, they can't do that with Polanco. And then you hear this shit about, oh, well, he's been, like, treated for hamstring tightness for, like, the past two weeks or whatever. Like, what are they doing? Sit him down. Like, his brain's bad and his legs are bad. You know? Yeah, and his swing is, his swing is all janky. Like, give him a freaking rest. I just don't get it. I, I think Hurdle's got to go. Like, I hate to say it. I like Hurdle. I do. Um, I like him, too. You know, he, 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 he did a lot for this team. He did a lot for this 
Um, he's only had three years above 500 as a manager. Uh, more than that, didn't he? No, he's got to have more than that. He's he's got a very mediocre overall winning percentage as a manager. He's he's presided over like four of the worst collapses in Pirates history. I mean, he's you know just erratic the way he runs people out there for lineups. Um, I don't think they're gonna fire the GM in the middle of the season. Neil Huntington, but yeah, you're to gonna... build something for next year with the players they have, like, it might not kill them to try to find somebody else. Um, I don't know who, who, like, they would have in terms of, like, an interim manager, but you, you might consider that. You know, you might consider, you know, try to catch lightning in a bottle with, with someone from, like, the AAA, you know? And then if, if the players respond well to them, then they become, like, the top candidate for next year. But I don't, I don't see the Pirates going anywhere this year, unfortunately. Um, no, Because, it like is, we it talked about, it's a tough division. And well, actually, they're not going to get a wild card out of the Central Actually, it's a weak division. But it's still tough. It's, it's, it's tough, tough in the it's sense a, that it, they knock each other out division. drag each other down. And that, that equals no wild card. I don't know. Baseball's fun. I'm going to have a good time on Saturday. I'm going to make the most of it. Definitely do that. And they're playing the Reds, and they might actually be able to win. Might might even win a series. And we'll get Hawaiian shirts out of the deal. That's the key. Make sure that... And you know what? I think they all hand out XL. I hope size. Not. I have no interest in XL, but if I get one... If I get one, it's yours. Oh, sweet. I could get a Pirates Hawaiian shirt without going to the game. Yeah. But you got to give me a Vance Like Bobblehead. That's the deal. Uh, August 4th is Vance Like Bobblehead Day. <laughs> um, yeah. So, now I'm looking up, like, Clint Hurdle's records and shit. He's... I mean... You he's know, a, he's a, I don't know what you're, you're just Googling stuff. Like I, I'm on his Wikipedia right now. I mean, uh, he, okay. he, he's above 500 as a manager, but it doesn't say above 500 as a manager with the Pirates because he did manage the Rockies. So. Yeah, but even with the Rockies, like they had, they had a lot of years under 500, and then that one year, yeah, where they went on that crazy, ridiculous run at the end of the season, and made the 163rd game. Yeah, and probably, probably didn't actually win that game, but there was a replay back then, so they were credited a win, only to go on and get swept by the Red Sox in the World Series. Correct. Um, which the Red Sox are doing well. They're doing fine. I'm a Red Sox. Yeah, nothing to worry about. Nah, yeah, no, we're about I'm a Red Sox. That's been my American League team since about 1984. So. You know what's killing me though is my app has been very laggy the last two weeks. Uh-oh, the ESPN app? Too much, no, the MLB. Oh, the MLB app? Too much buffering. Like, I haven't enjoyed it. I, I don't know if I need to reach out to somebody, but, like, nothing else I watch is lagging. It's just baseball. Well, there's not much wrong with just watching baseball. We're at that time of year now where it's now baseball. I'm ready to just dig in and watch we're, it. We're on yeah. a baseball World Cup. Mm-hmm. World Cup. Baseball. World Cup in the morning. Um, baseball at night. Currently, this option right now is U.S. Open. 
mm-hmm. this current weekend. Um, and then the rest of the summer is um, World Cup, baseball, um, golf, Thursday through Sunday. Um, shit, we didn't even talk about the Triple Crown. Justify won the Triple Crown. Justify won the Triple Crown. Not as exciting for me because I just saw a Triple Crown. Like, yeah, I'm sorry, but when you say like ago. a Triple Crown, okay, like before American Pharaoh. American Pharaoh. It was like no, there has not been a Triple Crown since in our years. lifetime. In our lifetime, yeah. yeah. And then there was one. Yeah. And so now like, just I always just like I've adopted it. two of my three cats on Derby Day. Oh. So like. My my young cat Laser Wolf will always be associated with the year that American Pharaoh won the Triple Crown. Awesome. And since I didn't get a new cat this year, I guess maybe I just don't care as much. Well, but I'm sorry, like I just don't have room for any more cats. There you go. Sorry, uh, horse racing. Like check up with me in ten years. Uh, but you know what? No, it's great to have. Uh, you know, Justify won Triple Crown. That horse is going to be living his life on a farm. Getting jacked off for millions of dollars. I heard he's uh, <laughs> like maybe shooting blanks. I don't know. Uh, or no, wait, no. I'm sorry. That was uh, assault. Oh, assault, which was yeah. another triple crown winner. So another triple crown. Yeah, that did shot. not actually get to uh, stud. He did not shooting the blanks. Yeah. He was. Um, so it's a real shame. Yeah, just fine. We'll get to live on a farm and uh, play and run and be all fun and happy horse and. Uh, roll around the dirt and go get, to the White House. Get taken care of. He should go to the White House. He should go to the White House because he won't kneel. He'll get um, a speech. He'll get a if he speech. kneels, that's bad. Yeah, he if won't he kneel. Kneels, that means he's yeah. gonna yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, he will um, definitely. Uh, you know what? I, I I think it I think his call is now what three million dollars a stud. So yeah. Hey, if you have a female horse. That needs to be impregnated, and he got a couple million bucks. There's a guy that I know in Kentucky. We should get in. <laughs> we should get into the horse game. <laughs> Dude, we, we don't have enough money. For we the don't horse have enough game. money. You know, <laughs> We're broke. You, know, well, you live mean, in. Uh, uh, I'm sorry. I live in Mount Lebanon by a street. Yeah, you're, you're barely in Mount Lebanon. Uh, I have a Castle Shannon parking sticker. Yeah, which is good, though, because they've got looser parking. Exactly. Rules. Yeah. Uh, I do not have enough money to get in that in, into the stud game. So, <laughs> well, ain't going to happen there. Let's buy a go-kart, then. I can drive out in the street. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> go-kart. We can name awesome. it whatever we want. Exactly. Uh, all right, folks. Matt and I are going to be watching this weekend. Uh, the U.S. Open, the World Cup, for the next, what, two weeks, three weeks? Month. Month. Yeah. World Cup for the month. World so Cup. So we'll update next week on the on the first couple rounds of group phase. And, um, you know, we won't have any good news about the United States. Because they're, not, they're in. not in it. So on the plus side, we won't have any bad news about the United States. Right. And but we I, can see all I can how, say like, is go Mexico. Even though they're playing my my cultural lineage of Germany, well, like, we can just say, I feel more tied to the Mexicans because they're my neighbors and my friends. How about go North America? Which yeah, is, well, that's Mexico. Mexico, Iceland. Can't no, Iceland's not in North America. Yeah, it is. No, it's part of Europe. 
How's Iceland part of Europe when it's fucking next to Greenland? I know, I know, I know. I hear you. But for FIFA and, and like, Europa reasons... Geologically? Steve, like, <laughs> Europe is way too big by, like, the soccer boundaries. Because Europe uh... includes... For soccer purposes, Europe includes everything from Iceland to Israel. Mainly because Israel's, like, not really allowed to play in the group with all the other Middle Eastern countries because of political reasons. Well... You know? But yeah, like like there are way too many teams in Europe. There there are way too many, and that's why Europe gets the most spots in the world. So the only North American team is Mexico. Mexico. That's yeah. fucked up. But then like Peru and Costa Rica, and well, uh, Costa Rica is a cool spot. Yeah, I've done a lot of drugs there and hung out there. Well, um, like yeah, so like they're you know. they're they're from the continent. San Jose. Yeah, San Jose. So maybe maybe root for. Co- have you been to Costa Rica? Yeah, San Jose, Costa root Rica. Root for a country you've awesome. been to. Like I always root for countries I've been to. San Jose, Costa Rica is awesome. I don't remember it a whole lot for the ten days I was there. You you should be the but, you should be the resident Costa Rica fan uh, for bold sports. All right, I'll, because I'll, I've I've been to England and I'll I'll take England. I'll go for Costa Rica. All right, in terms of like. My taco buying and hanging out, like, I'm still Mexican. Alright, we'll go Mexico because it's North America. But in terms of, like, this podcast, like, I'm going to be pro-England and you can be pro-Costa Rica. And we'll Sweet. see how that shakes out. Awesome. Alright. Alright, folks. Thank you very much um, for listening to us. Uh, after Matt and I had a great golf day, we're going to have another great golf day later on this week. Uh, and we'll do another podcast probably after our golf day. Yeah. Um, and you'll get to hear all about it. Exactly. Uh, you all have a great week. Enjoy it. Uh, talk to our friends at Sorgatron Media for any of your interest in doing future podcasts. And hey, Awesome Cast just did 400 episodes. Congratulations to Congratulations, that. Congratulations, Awesome that Cast. That is an awesome thing. That is a great thing. Uh, I was there for that. It was excellent. Uh, thank you very much. And we will talk to you next week here on Bold Sports. Hey, Ians, thanks for listening to Bold Sports. You can always listen at Sorgatron Media on Stitcher, iTunes, or wherever you uh, love to listen to podcasts. Make sure to catch us every Wednesday for your recap and breakdown of your favorite local sports and news of the weekend for the upcoming game expectations. You can contact us at Steve Renault on Twitter, at MMTacy on Twitter, or at BoldPGH on Twitter. Hashtag Bold Sports. Bold Pittsburgh on the Facebook or boldpgh.com.